You've been listening to our podcast, Getting Educated, Regulating Your Emotional Reactions, and it's been really helpful. Yet you know you could do better, be better, and you're wanting and needing more support. That's where our coaching service is a game changer. We're here for you when you need us the most, ensuring you have all the tools and resources at your fingertips, guiding and supporting you to be more effective. Our free rapid relief call helps you gain a broader perspective, commit to your best next steps, and determine what coaching support is right for you. Visit rapidreliefcall.com to book your call today. Welcome to the Journey Beyond Divorce podcast, where we invite you into a journey of healing and personal transformation that will radically change your divorce experience, heal your heart while refining your character, and set you up to be effective and feel empowered as you navigate the practical and emotional challenges of divorce. I'm your host, Karen McMahon, founder of Journey Beyond Divorce. My divorce brought me to my knees and it also transformed me and set me on this path to help you. Take a step back and determine what would be best for the children. And so if you on your own can tell your children in a calm, level-headed way, and if you're the one who made the decision and your spouse is going to say that, you might want to say that up front and be able to, to deliver that information in a way where they can hear it, they can receive it. That's not filled with the chaos or the crisis orientation that the other parent might be bringing to the table, even though those children will hear mom's perspective after dad presents this nice, calm perspective, you're still laying the foundation. You're still providing them a narrative and a context that is comforting. Welcome to JBD Team Talks with your host, Karen McMahon. During Team Talks, you get a chance to meet our JBD coaches as we discuss challenges and difficulties that are common to everyone facing divorce and provide you with tips and strategies to help you master the art of managing your thoughts, calming your emotions, and intentionally choosing your responses. And now for today's topic. Welcome to another episode of JBD Team Talks. Today I'm discussing how to tell the kids in high conflict divorce. So many clients have reached out and asked because there's so little information on the topic of telling the kids with high conflict and so much information and helpful information on how to speak to your children when you're in more of a standard or garden variety Divorce, And so I just want to take a few minutes to look at the spirit behind the rules of telling the children in those more standard divorces. One of the key things is that you want to do it with your spouse, that you want to 
present as a unified team, unified co-parents, and you want to keep it simple. You want to not give them any more information than they need. And the keep it simple part is you don't want to go into all of the details. You want to give the information. It's going to be upsetting. It may be shocking. Everybody has a different way of grieving. And so even though they may ask going into a lot of details about what happens next and where we're living and all of that, it doesn't really make sense. And so answer the age-appropriate questions. And the spirit behind this show up as a team of co-parents. And of course, the key rule is we both love you. This isn't your fault. You didn't cause this. We're going to keep life as similar as is possible. Like those are the key talking points. And the spirit behind this is, number one, that the children see that while you may be getting a divorce in terms of how you show up for them, you're a team. And the spirit is to ease their concerns and bring comfort. Minimize fear and chaos, right? So when you sit down, there's enough upsetting about the fact that life is changing, It's the family is altering, that you don't want to add to that. So that's the spirit behind all of the suggestions and advice on telling the children in standard divorce. Now let's look at high conflict divorce. When you are getting divorced and one party feels angry or betrayed or overly upset about what's happening, if you know that your spouse can come to the table and behave that way, that way that we talk about for standard divorces, then by all means, it's absolutely the best approach to telling the children. However, in many situations, that's not the case. And this is where my key piece of advice is make your decision about how to tell the children, make it a child-centered decision, not a spouse-centered decision, not a self-centered decision. And so if you know that your soon-to-be ex is going to perhaps blame you or overemphasize how horrible this thing is or how devastated the family's going to be or how you're the wrong person you're being thrown under the bus. If you know that's going to happen, then you need to take a look at whether or not your desire to tell the children with that spouse is a child-centered decision. Because if that were the case, that is going to take what is an incredibly difficult conversation for the children to receive. And it's going to it's going to exponentially make it more difficult. When you're making this decision, part of what you want to think about is how will the children hear this the best? I'm going to use mom and dad or the two co-parents. I'm going to use the 
term mom and dad. If mom is overreactive and angry and going to make this conversation so much more difficult on the children and dad wants to tell the kids together because that's everything he's read or listened to, take a step back and determine what would be best for the children. And so if you on your own can tell your children in a calm, level-headed way, and if you're the one who made the decision and your spouse is going to say that, you might want to say that up front and be able to to deliver that information in a way where they can hear it, they can receive it, that's not filled with the chaos or the crisis orientation that the other parent might be bringing to the table, even though those children will hear mom's perspective after dad presents this nice, calm perspective, you're still laying the foundation. You're still providing them a narrative and a context that is comforting, right? So we want to ease their concerns. We want to minimize fear and chaos. We want to comfort them. And you can say all of those same things. Me and mommy will always love you. We will always look out for your best interest. This isn't your fault. This isn't about you. We're going to try and keep things as, as similar as possible. You individually can still say all of those things. Even if the other parent, if in this case, mommy might create more chaos and havoc in her own heartbreak and devastation and upset and in telling the children in a way that's really going to be hard for them. That way, at least your children have these two narratives. They may be able to go back and forth and ask more questions. You've been listening to our podcast, Getting Educated, Regulating Your Emotional Reactions, and it's been really helpful. Yet you know you could do better, be better, and you're wanting and needing more support. That's where our coaching service is a game changer. We're here for you when you need us the most, ensuring you have all the tools and resources at your fingertips, guiding and supporting you to be more effective. Our free rapid relief call helps you gain a broader perspective, commit to your best next steps, and determine what coaching support is right for you. Visit rapidreliefcall.com to book your call today. intuition. If so often I have had clients who have avoided beginning the divorce because this piece of telling the children together is so overwhelming, frightening, devastating because they know how their soon to be ex is going to behave and they they want to protect the children from that. And so if that's you, think child-centered and with everything that we talk about in high conflict, the general advice out there is it's good, it's solid, it's brilliant for standard divorce 
resources. You have to take your situation, your unique situation in mind when you make this decision. So go with your intuition. If telling the children together creates more dis-ease than ease, don't do it. Make that child-centered decision, not the spouse-centered or self-centered one. And the other thing I want to say is, regardless of the age, and so the other thing I've heard a lot of is there's just not a lot of information out there for me when it comes to my young adult or older adult children and how to tell them. And the same rules apply. If it's a standard divorce, it's great if you and your spouse can tell them together. Age appropriate is going to share maybe more information. If it's a high conflict divorce, it's the exact same thing. If your adult children hearing it from both of you while one parent is accusing, blaming, bashing, or creating this vision of total chaos and devastation, that's not gonna, that is not child-centered. So you want to make that decision regardless of the age of the children. The other thing that I do want to just talk about for a moment is in terms of telling all of the children together or telling them separately. And Again, the rule is tell the whole family should be together. I have a slightly different perspective. I handled it differently myself with my divorce. My children were enough years apart that the kinds of questions that my older child would ask and the amount of extra soothing and comfort that my younger child would need really informed my decision to do it the same day, back to back, but separately so that I could be fully present for each child and what they needed at that time. And so the other thing to keep in mind, and it may not be an age thing, it may be for older children, it may be more of a personality thing that your children will react so differently that it makes sense to be able to be present for each of them individually to support them in that moment as best possible. And the final thing I want to say on the topic of telling the children is when you deliver this kind of information, it immediately kicks off a grieving process, right? And so in many structures of explaining grieving, denial is that immediate first stage. And so two things. One is as once you say the word divorce, me and dad or me and mom have decided to get a divorce. From that point on, your children may not hear anything other than like wah, wah, wah. Their, that fight, flight or freeze reaction is kicked off things slow down, brain fog overtakes the logical mind. And so that's the piece on keep it simple and don't share details at that point. And so know that each person is going to react differently. Somebody might shut down. Somebody might go to tears. Somebody might say it's about time and walk away as if they're perfectly fine. Of course, nobody's perfectly fine. And so 
be keenly aware of how much information you provide up front. Someone might start asking, what does this mean? And are we going to stay in the house? And what's going to happen with the school? And how often are we going to see mommy or dad? And go into, this is not the time to answer those questions. When you tell the children, however you decide to tell the children, and especially if you're the one who decided, I highly recommend that you present the information, basically, and then you do a lot of acknowledging and validating. Even if they're coming at you, even if they're angry at you, no matter what it is, I hear what you're saying. Given the way you're looking at this, it makes perfect sense that you would be angry at me, that you would be upset. Acknowledge and validate. Do not defend. Number one, they're not going to hear you. Number two, it diminishes their emotional reaction. And so when you acknowledge and validate, you just keep letting those children know that you hear them, whatever it is that they're saying, I hear you. And no matter what they say, what they're feeling makes sense because feelings aren't right or wrong. They just are. And so you acknowledge, you validate. If they're asking questions and demanding answers, you set a boundary. Those are really good questions. We don't have all the answers right now. Those are really good questions. We definitely going to be having more conversations about this, but for today, we're not going to talk about that. Whatever your, it's a, it's an opportunity for you to work on your boundaries and to acknowledge and validate. And then of course it's emotionally jarring for you in the telling. I told over, I guess it was like 20 years ago and I can remember it like it was yesterday. And my children don't remember it at all, by the way, but they were young. They were, I think, five and seven. And it was a a just heartbreaking time for me. And so everybody's going to need some time to process and feel their feelings. And the truth is there will be many conversations. And so this first one is a gentle opening of this new paradigm, this new family restructuring that's going to happen. So just a couple of quick tips. I'm going to recap here. The spirit behind everything you've been hearing is that you comfort your children, ease their concerns, and minimize fear and chaos and keep it simple. And so if you can do that with your soon-to-be ex, wonderful. If you cannot, make sure that the decision you make is a child-centered one, and then you share what you share. You set your boundaries so that you're not sharing more than they can hear. You acknowledge and validate, and you give everyone an opportunity to then step away and begin to process, and you keep inviting in conversations so that they know that you're there to talk to them and whether they're teen or 40, this is what you want to do. And if you have adult children and you haven't listened to our episode on adult children that we released it and it's the plight of adult children and that has some experts on who give more information on dealing with the adult child. So I hope this was valuable and helpful. We will be back again shortly with another Teen Talks. Joe and their spouse always seem to be fighting. 
but nothing was ever resolved. Their spouse would constantly blame them, unwilling to take any responsibility. Joe lived in the tension of walking on eggshells, doubting themselves, and over time, they became unhinged, angry, and triggered, struggling further with shame and self-condemnation. Their reactivity was used as proof that they were the problem. If you're in a relationship or marriage filled with conflict and blame, and you're wondering, is this normal or could it be toxic? Take the quiz and find out how toxic your relationship is. Go to journeybeyonddivorce.com backslash toxic quiz and find out today. joining us on the Journey Beyond Divorce podcast. I hope you found guidance and encouragement to help you along your journey. If you like my podcast, please take a minute to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. You can also visit us at jbddivorcesupport.com, where our team of coaches support both men and women through our one-on-one coaching, group programs, online courses, and free resources. Stay tuned for our next episode, and I'll talk to you soon.